This podcast is generously supported by Zondervan Bibles and the NIV Biblical Theology Study Bible edited by D.A. Carson, featuring notes and articles that help you follow God's redemptive plan as it unfolds throughout Scripture. Find out more at NIVBiblicalTheologyStudyBible.com. Want to learn how to interpret and teach the entire Bible in a way that is Christ-centered and clear? Learn with us here on the Christ-Centered and Clear podcast. Welcome to the Christ-Centered and Clear podcast. We're going to continue our look at the book of Daniel. We're going to finish that up today, looking at Daniel 10 through 12. Uh, John, going to kind of come to you for kind of the summary. Then we'll talk about Christ connections, application. Uh, Jeff, you'll you'll pitch in as well. But John, just tell us what's going on uh, in Daniel 10 through 12. <laughs> tell you what's going on in Daniel 10 through 12. So here's here's something. This These are incredibly detailed and difficult passages. I mean, as, di- as difficult as Daniel 9 is, I think it gets even more complex and i was talking with uh with our dad about this and we were talking about him he wrote uh christ-centered commentary on daniel and was talking about listening in the car to alistair Begg um preaching daniel 10 and 11 and that as alistair got up to preach he was just like you know uh i would study this passage for 30 minutes and then i'd get such a headache i'd had to go to bed and then i'd get up and i said it for 30 minutes and a headache and i had to go back to bed and then I'd become convinced of this interpretation that I'd read something and have a headache, convinced of another interpretation. And he's like, he's just, like the whole sermon is him just basically, and then him just punting and saying, you know, God's in control, control of the future. And, and, and so dad's like, I, I, I messaged him right away and said, man, you know, it was messing with him. And, and, uh, Beg says, every time I think about that sermon, I still get the headache. So, um, <laughs> So if that's true of, of, uh, Pastor Begg, who's an, uh, I mean, a preeminent preacher, then, um, I'll do my best here. But, um, I think that, so, so basically, um, I mean, the, all of these prophecies and visions are of a piece that they're, 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 again, that, that biggie on the eye chart is kingdom, pagan kingdoms are going to come on the stage of world history, the, the, in the city of man. And the city of God is going to defeat them and and reestablish and last forever. And so we're getting kind of now that's the biggie on the eye chart. Now we're getting down to the little like blurry blurry spots at the bottom where you're trying to figure out what what prescription you need, you know, for your glasses. Uh, but what basically what's happening here is that we're we're getting more details on the same prophecies because as as Jeff mentioned in a previous episode, Daniel didn't understand it all. And he, Daniel admitted that. And so now he's getting, the Lord is graciously giving him even more detail. And so there's this, there's conf, there, there's these things are going to play out on the stage of human history in chapter 10, 11, even 12. And they're, they're pointing to conflict in the heavenly places that, that then play out in the world. And so, um, and we may talk about this more when we talk about application, but it's, you know, the, the, the spirit, what's happening in the spiritual world, in the unseen world, is is determinative of what's going to happen in the in the physical scene world and it's even it's it's in some ways it's uh more important I should, more important not maybe it's more integral to what's happening uh and so that's why we live by faith and not by sight um but so we have this this kind of idea of these these worldly conflicts that are pointing to a spiritual conflict behind the scenes 
Um, and I think, again, as we see this starting to play out uh, of these different, the four kingdoms, um, ultimately, I, I think we take some of this to be typology, uh, again, because the fourth kingdom is not named. Uh, and we know that Jesus, that 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 Christ is going to come during the reign of that fourth kingdom, and He's going to set up His His kingdom. This is this is that this is that um, you know the the, the details and the comp- complexity of all these different pagan empires that are going to come on the scene, fight with each other, different you know um, power plays and so forth, where different people come to power and so and so forth. And it's going to culminate Daniel chapter 12 with a great persecution that's going to end in the resurrection and the end, and the end of the age. Um, and so that's kind of a, a 30,000 foot view of what happens. And there's, it's incredibly detailed and it would take a long time to, to walk through all of it. So when you preached it, you just went very high level as well, um, John. Yes, I, I can't and improve then, on Dr. Begg. <laughs> and then, and then uh, Jeff, you did 10 as one, and then you did 11 and 12 together as well. So you you had to go high level as well. I went high level 11 and 12, but obviously I I, I, I took 10 and so on. But really, it's uh, before the actual real vision and it's telling us what's going on behind the scenes. And that was almost like a sermon on spiritual warfare. Uh, as we see behind even these empires, there were princes fighting. Uh, I'm not get into all the detail, but princes fighting on one behalf, and then Michael comes and, and helps fight. And it's all in response to Daniel's prayer as well. Uh, so when we read the history books, we don't see what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, John normally has a movie illustration <laughs> by the sounds of it for every sermon. This is the outtakes. This is this is us getting the behind the scenes, <laughs> chapter good. ten, what's going on, and and that's what's going on here. And it is it is worth seeing that Daniel's got somebody fighting on his behalf. You know whether you want Christ connection there, a champion fighting on his behalf. But I think it is useful for our people. So I took chapter ten on its own just to. Awaken our congregation to the reality of spiritual war- warfare going on. There's battles going on in the heavenlies that are played out in history on earth, and we aren't even aware of it. Uh, and then I took el- chapters 11 and 12, very big picture, because it got into such specific detail of empires, and I, I summarized that uh, uh, and tried to mention as little of the details but went into the sum of what I thought it was and then, and so tied 11 and 12 together uh, with the 12 the future hope I want to talk Christ connections but John I'll come to you first and then Jeff so again so for pastors or teachers who, who are listening to this or even just a, you know Christians who want to dig, dig in just what would you recommend as far as helps uh, with these chapters because it is kind of complicated I I would recommend uh, one would be With the Clouds of Heaven by Jim Hamilton, uh, which is in the New Studies in Biblical Theology. Uh, and I think I think he's uh, incredibly helpful, but also incredibly um, simple in terms of just it's readable, uh, easy to understand. Um, and so I, I think that's a great that's a great work. Um, obviously, if you're and it depends, too, on if you're if you're like. If you're a dispensation, if you're more towards a dispensationalist bent, then Walvert's commentary is going to be very detailed and and certainly intriguing, whether or not you take that position or not. Um, so that would be one. I'd, I'd be interested to hear what Jeff would say. 
I mean, I, I, I think there's a number of very helpful, even small commentaries that even go into enough detail on this and might take a chapter on each of these. Uh, you've got David Helm to Ian Duguid, uh, even Dale Ralph Davis and Tremper Longman. They have all commentaries in Daniel that those authors I really find helpful and respect. And, and so they're, they're excellent. John Lennox, if you wanted that more sort of dispensational view comes through as well. But, uh, yeah, there's there's good resources, and then it's about you know you choosing and, and knowing your congregation uh, how much detail to go into. Now be a good time to hear from our sponsor. This podcast is generously supported by Zondervan Bibles and the NIV Biblical Theology Study Bible, edited by D. A. Carson. Biblical theology allows you to ponder the individual stories and themes of Scripture while observing how they all fit together in God's grand biblical narrative. That's why this unique study Bible features three articles in introducing biblical theology and twenty-five articles unpacking key themes of Scripture. The NIV Biblical Theology Study Bible contains detailed book introductions, twenty thousand verse-by-verse study notes, twenty-eight theologically rich articles by authors such as Tim Keller and Kevin DeYoung, hundreds of full-color photos, more than 90 maps, and over 60 charts. All of this allows readers to marvel at the big story while savoring each detail. With a focus on biblical theology and the overarching story of Scripture, the NIV Biblical Theology Study Bible helps readers follow God's redemptive plan as it unfolds throughout the Scriptures. Find out more at NIVBiblicalTheologyStudyBible.com. John, Christ, uh, Christ Connections and then Application, uh, we'll kind of work through both of those. Yeah, so my the, the way I did the way I preached Christ in this was kind of the the already not yet. So this is so this is giving us a eschatological picture of what's going to happen at the end of the age. And what the New Testament teaches us is that God has taken the end of the age and has moved it into the middle of human history. And so that when Jesus dies on the cross and it becomes dark at midday and there's earthquakes and rumblings. And when he's raised from the dead and the spirit is poured out uh, at Pentecost on his, on his uh, followers, that is, we are in the end time. Like we're at, that's the end of the world. And we're in a new world now. We're in a new creation where uh, all, I mean, in an in, in initial sense uh, where Jesus is, is reigning and he's kept these Joel, you know, the prophecies of Joel. And I mean, that, that's, that's, so this is what, this is what the apostles are preaching. When the apostles are preaching in the book of Acts, they're preaching eschatology and they're saying, look, all those promises that you were waiting for, guess what? They've happened. Uh, you were Ezekiel 37. You're waiting for the, the resurrection of Israel. You know, guess what? There is, it's, it's, Israel has been raised from the dead. It's the guy you crucified. Uh, and everybody who's in him is, is, is part of Israel. And, and you've been waiting for the, the spirit to be poured out on on your sons and daughters and we'll look around the spirit's been poured out but he's not been poured out on you because you're the ones who stand opposed to jesus and then the people are are cut to the heart and they're what must we do to be saved and repent and believe in jesus and that and be baptized you know that's so that's what the the paul when he's uh, on trial and in, in acts you know this this kind of swift move where he's like i'm i'm being i'm being persecuted i'm being uh imprisoned because i'm preaching about resurrection uh and then they, they all all the different parties start fighting with each other right and uh and so this is this is what the apostles are preaching the apostles are preaching the end time promises of god have happened in jesus and so god has moved judgment into the middle of human history he judged the sin of the world on jesus on the cross god has removed resurrection to the middle of human history jesus was raised from the dead whether or not you're going to receive judgment or you're going to uh, receive resurrection depends upon what are you doing with Jesus? Have you sided with, with Jesus? And so that's, that's kind of how I, I did that because it, it does, it, it, the end of the, of the, is this, 
resurrection, you know, this, this resurrection theme uh, in Daniel 12, and that you have uh, some to everlasting life and some to everlasting shame and contempt. And, uh, and so ultimately, uh, this has happened in Jesus already. It will be fully consummated at the end of the age. Uh, and what you do with Jesus is what matters. Jeff? Yeah, I had similar when I did a chapters 11 and 12 together, and I took those together because it was a, in some ways of, I found it easier to go directly to Christ with chapter 12 and the resurrection and what you do with Jesus will determine uh, whether you'll be raised to everlasting life or everlasting death. So Christ is uh, clearly already accomplished and he's, he's the end all roads in one sense are leading to Christ. He is bringing about the end of the evil one as well in, in chapter 11 verse 36 and 45 his appointed time is going to come and that's ultimately through christ as well but in chapter 10 i think i went into a little bit of detail as well that yes there's a spiritual battle going on but christ has won even that spiritual battle at the cross colossians two fifteen, and as daniel had someone fighting on his behalf a, a champion fighting on his behalf so christ has already fought and won the battle on our behalf and he has secured it so that was maybe where i focused on him christ defeating the the evil forces uh in chapter 10 and then with Christ and the resurrection, hope in chapters 11 and 12. Application, John, uh, for those, those final few, few chapters. Yeah. So, so for me, it was kind of this idea again of people have this desire to know the future because they, they, they think if I know the future, then that, that helps me, uh, prepare for it in the present, in the present. But what some people do, this this fear of the future. So I so I kind of joked and talked about like doomsday preppers and and th- people who that what they see this kind of cataclysmic event in the future, and so what it causes them to do is to isolate and to store up and to not really live life now because they're they're anticipating some life in the future that they're going to live. Um, there was a you know that so, so it's funny. I can't remember the name of the movie. Jeff says I always have a movie illustration, but the, the, there's that movie with uh, Brendan Fraser where he lived in a bunker for years because he thought the nuclear holocaust had happened, and then he comes out and he looks weird and everything. But, um, but that so so I just talk about how and so I, I kind of my application was really kind of looking at the whole book, saying, look, they know the future, they know what's going to happen, but they don't they don't it doesn't cause them to be fundamentalists who isolate from the culture um they engage and and so it, it's it's to help us learn to live now faithful lives of not compromising biblical conviction uh loving our neighbor seeking the welfare of the city that we live in um and that so that was my that was my application of just we know we know what that future so it's kind of that that high the idea of like that people are so heavenly minded that they're no, no earthly good. And it's like, no, the people who are the most heavenly minded are the most earthly good. And they're able to actually make a difference and, and, and help influence culture and people uh, and love them well and be on mission because we are so sure of what's going to happen in the future. Jeff application for your folks there in Ireland. Some similar things uh, in chapter ten. I, I emphasize the idea of spiritual warfare and the praying involves us in the battle, and we need to be aware of that. Uh, but then chapters eleven and twelve again, as you say, the future can help us in the present. Uh, you know, can help with even decision making. 
if you knew your house was going to burn down, you would in the present get house insurance now. Uh, you would make sure you were prepared. And so knowing the future can help us and knowing that there'll be difficult times is a foundation that we need to expect suffering for a little time, expect this uh, during the the battle before the end comes. And yet uh, we can again trust that God is in control. He will bring about the end. So Real hope that we should live with the resurrection day in mind is something that we need to be encouraged uh, to keep an eye on, to keep focused on, even during the difficulties and trials, which in some ways, as John was saying, is a bit of some of, uh, of the theme of the whole book of Daniel through these difficulties and trials. Uh, we can trust that God's on his throne, reigning, and he will bring it all to an end one day. And if, of course, applying it then to unbelievers too, uh, that Jesus is going to return. Uh, which side are you going to be on? Uh, which, uh, uh, where will you end up in eternity? Uh, it's clearly says is your name going to be found written in the book of life? Well, I love that you brought up the, the spiritual warfare and that prayer is part of us doing the work. I love the end of Colossians. Paul's talking about Epaphras. He says, Epaphras is one of you. A servant of Christ Jesus greets you always struggling on your behalf in his prayers. And he says this, I bear him witness that he has worked hard for you. Uh, and I love that picture. Like prayer is this idea of him working hard on behalf of the Christians there. He struggled uh, He's that you would stand mature and fully assured in the will of God. Uh, so I love that picture. And John, what were you going to say? Just to Jeff's point about the, the evangelistic application that I make at the end is that this idea, he, he talked about a fire. You know, Jesus uses, if you know when the burglar is going to come, you, you would be there to meet him, but you don't know. And so the end of the world judgment, even the end of your world is going to come like a thief in the night. And the question is, are you ready? And um, how do you get ready? You get ready by believing the gospel. Any uh, final thoughts? I mean, it's interesting. We're fin finishing this up. We did Daniel 8 through 12 on Election Day. John, you preached this in 2016, I believe. Um, uh, election Day here in America, different than what you guys have going on in Ireland. Any just final thoughts, encouragements from the book um, as we kind of sign off and kind of finish this this season or this section of, of the Christ Center and Clear podcast on Daniel? Interestingly, just before I, I came to do this, uh, I said to my wife, yeah, about to do the Daniel thing. She says, I remember it was four years ago to this day that you were going through the Daniel series because it was run in the run up to the elections four years ago. And there was all the chat and, and uh, what's going to happen probably even worse now but uh back four years ago we found it was a timely word to be reminded that god is on the throne he's ruling over all whoever comes into place uh it doesn't matter and god has his purpose and plans all mapped out and that's why the second half of daniel is certainly worth preaching not just the first six chapters too yeah i'd, say, I'd just close with the same thing i think that what is very clear by looking at Daniel, the whole book, and especially the, the last half, is that God has the whole whole world in his hands. And so we can sleep well at night. We don't have to wring our hands. We don't have to live in fear, um, regardless of what happens uh, in elections or uh, COVIDs or whatever. I mean, it's, you know, he's, he's in control and he's going to work things out. And so we get to be people of faith and conviction. Kings and kingdoms pass away, but he's established his king uh, in Zion. 
Um, well, good stuff, guys. Appreciate your work on Daniel. Again, if you have questions or other books or texts you'd like us to tackle on this, reach out to us, Clear at gmail.com. Check out the website. Lots of resources on these things. We hope it's been helpful. We'd love to hear from you. Also, just reach out to our sponsors as well. Well, Let them know you're listening to the podcast. Appreciate them sponsoring. Check out what they're doing. Um, and we'll be back soon with either another book or some other topics uh, on the Christ Center and Clear podcast. Thank you for listening to the Christ-Centered and Clear podcast. If you have questions or topics or texts you would like us to consider for future podcasts, please contact us at ChristCenteredAndClear at gmail.com and please visit us at ChristCenteredAndClear.com for more resources.